due to a heightened level of security, no colored liquid or people are allowed to board a plane. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boondocks Podcast Season 2 Recap Extravaganza Part 2. <laughs> How y'all hoes living? Can't complain. The, the, the air is smoky and um, my lungs aren't happy with it. Mm. And like, hopefully y'all aren't, aren't like in the middle of wildfires, but like I keep hearing like half of California and half of Oregon is on fire and half of BC and oh yeah we went well, uh, I know Miss Lindsay dealt with it yeah we went to hike Tahoe um the south part and first night fires everywhere bears playing in the parking lot we went to <laughs> you know they the air quality was so bad we were sick the next mm-hmm. day it was like mudslides so you couldn't really hike on the main trails. The next day we went to a little park and they're like, be careful. The animals are reporting the plague. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I didn't want to do it. And my husband was kind of pissed. So I was like, fine, we can do a little bit. But then he was like, yeah, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) It was something else. We went to the beach and ate ice cream and my kind of vacation drank. So that was nice. But yeah, the weather is a complete disaster on the West coast. It's it. I think I I heard I haven't I wasn't outside. I saw like two drops, but it didn't actually like rain rain. But there was enough water in the air today. Put it that way. That a little bit of blue sky came out in the afternoon. Oh. So I'm hoping that you know <laughs> that all the actual rain will come and those fires all will go out and we can breathe by the end of August. Well, the hundred and two today. <laughs> um, this it was seventy nine here. Oh yeah. This is this is. The time we, yeah, this is the part of our summer where it's like, it's summer. So we'll easily be seeing over 100. Easily. Probably the rest of the month and well, into September. Just another reason not to live in California. <laughs> <laughs> like when it's 80 here, although it, it, I don't know how humid it gets there. It's like easily 50% humidity almost every day here right now. And so 80 with that kind of humidity and it just feels heavy and gross. And like, you can feel the sweat rolling down like, and there's no, like the air is not moving. <laughs> it fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, I, I would almost rather be somewhere like Arizona or Vegas where it gets to like 110, but it's so dry that it, it does not feel like when it got to 110 here. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's humid. Uh, it's hot and sticky. Um, I'd say it's more of a dry, yeah, it's a dry heat. It's definitely more dry heat here. Um, but, you know. Yeah, there's more desert. Yeah. I in, love in, Cal- it. in California. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have it in the way. Like I, I legit, I don't know of any other state that I could. Other, well, no, the, and it couldn't be any part of Nevada. It would have to be Vegas. Um, well, even even people who live in Vegas don't live in Vegas. They live in like Henderson. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Shout out to my Henderson friends. Uh, <laughs> of which there extra, are several, so. actually. You know me, I'm oh, like a, I want to live in like yeah. the top of the freaking Bellagio or uh, Bellagio or fucking some shit like that. <laughs> you want to live on the strip. I want to live on the strip where everything yeah. is. I know a few people who would probably do that if they had the money. Oh, well, I totally well, My mom would probably, no, my mom would, would <sighs> go to either, she would pick a place in Reno or Fremont Street. She wouldn't, she wouldn't want the strip. No. She would want old Vegas. I mean, that's I actually pretty, it's nice now. It's nicer. It doesn't smell like, you know, urine. Um, what, old Vegas? Yeah. It's, they, they definitely put, you know, their work into it and made it a place that, like, An when experience. we go, I could go, hey, let's go to Fremont Street, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I, I actually avoid Fremont Street. I just go through the hotels. <laughs> no, yeah. But there's one with a shark tank in the middle of the pool, and I, I just, and a really great Italian restaurant, and that matters to me, so. Was <laughs> it no, that's not yeah, yeah, I think it might. Oh, maybe okay. it might be. Golden nugget. Yeah, I there you think go. so. And it has the like uh, water slide. Yeah, water slide through the tank. Mm-hmm. One of these days, I'm gonna get one of those like cabanas up above, so you can look down through the Shark Tank. That's that's my rich like idea. <laughs> if I ever had extra money mm-hmm. like that, <laughs> you could probably get it right now. They're like, it's free with your players card. <laughs> oh. I mean, uh, my mom's going to Vegas. Uh, well, we're we're doing uh, well. I guess we're we're going to wait and see if this is actually happening. Uh, but um, providing things don't get worse, and providing the air is breathable, we're actually going to take a train down to Venice Beach and stay on the beach for a week, and then she's going to go to Vegas, and I'm coming home because hopefully we will be moving into our new yeah. place <sighs> right around then. So. Well, that should be nice. Your your train, yeah. Shrek. But she's uh, she went to Vegas. It was like her first thing when when she got her vaccine and and everything. Like that was her thing. She said, I'm going to Vegas, and she had so much fun. She was only disappointed that sev- that several restaurants that she loved were not back open yet. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> I mean, shit. Oh, now and they didn't like, have live shows on. yet. Yeah, now they're probably like, okay, everybody, everybody's fine. I mean, everything. I know it's we all went. Fine. I kind of wanted to go We're to uh, uh, Chef Ramsay's, one of his, you know, many mm-hmm. restaurants. But um, I've never been to one of his restaurants. Yeah, I totally want to go. I want to go and just have everything that they make on um, Master. Was it not Master Chef? Else Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I just want everything. I I would love to meet him so that I could tell him that uh, during the apocalypse, I. Uh, my class watched videos of MasterChef Junior or whatever it is mm-hmm. the, that he does with the kids and just like as examples of both empathy and emotion and what emotion looks like. And like, I literally used him as this is what a caring adult looks like. You know, this is. You know, yeah, he loves his kids. It's so great. He adores it. He, and he loves working with the kids. On yes. The- yeah. Oh my yeah. God. And when he has to let one down, like he's so perfect about it too. Like, I, mean, I, I kind of feel the same way about people as he does. Yeah. Like once you reach adult, fuck you. You should have figured the fucking shit out by now. But like, if you're a kid, I am going to give you all of the time in the world. Unless I know you're an some asshole, of those but... kids make me feel like an asshole. I'm like, what do you right. mean? 
you know how to like slight like what what oh man they're impressive as fuck sure they are. but oh i'm gonna take quail i've never had quail before but then all of a sudden it's like it's a quail and some red fingerling potatoes right and right like, well actually you know this is gonna sound funny but um, I've heard Dean say sort of things like that as he's started cooking more over the last year um, where he'll be like, well, I know that this pairs well with this. And if I put this together, let's see how this goes and like can make a really good meal. And I'm just like, I, I know what chicken tastes like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what spices go good on on that food. And I know what goes on that. That's, yeah. that's it. Like, And those kids are like, quail, sure, I've had something similar so I can figure out how to do it because of you know, this is how I know it tastes, and this is how... It was a good show. I like, uh, I mean, Chef Ramsey runs Fox. Like, let's be honest. He has shows on all summer, back to back to back. He just runs everything. Love him. Yeah. And I'm almost, I'm almost at the end of... Uh watching uh fresh prince now yeah Are you? Uh, yeah we're halfway we're in the through final the, halfway through the last season. season oh my gosh you're like my son why you just knock it out huh <laughs> that's what yeah. we do and I, and it's funny and <laughs> I, we have no other I, social life right I, now <laughs> and listening it's funny i i was like listening to the music and i'm like okay oh they're, yeah they're, so first of all <laughs> well because i wanted to know where they got the sample from that mm-hmm. was in the back end so uh and now the end, he went down a the lot end, of rabbit so holes. yeah, so the end music is different than the beginning music, but it's similar. Uh, there's a there's a sample used at the end part, which is from a James Brown song. It's not that's not used, I don't think, in the in the mm. beginning in the beginning song. But I was listening to the end. Ju- I mean, just the end part where you know there's no lyrics. It's just do 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 do, and I and I I'm like, that sounds like the Neutron Dance. <laughs> He's like, oh. I know that baseline. I'm a bass player that played this song once. I know that. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I was like, and then he found Dun. it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, oh, you could yeah. you could totally match okay. those up. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a, it's the same it's the same progression. So yeah, I was just it, I was like yeah. So now every time I hear it, and he almost always wants to listen to the entire theme. So <laughs> you're like really really again. I mean, I I have spent the last uh, what thirty years singing the theme song, so. I guess it's okay if he just starts now. I mean, like everybody does. Like if somebody says they don't know, like the opening. I mean, come on. Um, right. Name that song in one in one beat. In everybody, every in West Philadelphia, born right. yeah. <laughs> But we also had like shows back then had openings. So yeah, you know, like yeah, one that, years that were like probably about one of my the favorite. show you were gonna watch. Yeah. That's that stopped around the nineties, didn't it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the yeah the, the last one that I saw saw the last one that we watched that still did that was what was uh God the Canadian cop show that uh, oh that, um, yeah um, Republic of Doyle <laughs> and and the entire and the entire song the only lyric was yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just playing as rock music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't think. What? Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. What was the last show? Wow. I, so no one told you life was gonna be this great. Yep. So good. <laughs> Lindsay, what's the opening the joke, song to Living Single? 
Uh, we are living okay. Okay. Ooh, in the nineties kind of world. Yes. I'm glad I uh, got, got my queen girl. Yeah, no, I yeah. I mean, hey. Shit, you you hear the shit. Martin had an intro too. Martin. 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 So good. Uh, I mean, of course, Cosby Show because it was just instrumental, but they change it up. Like, yeah. you know, there's that one. Um, different different worlds, world, of course. Yeah. No, my parents love me. Love me. So good. <laughs> so yeah, good. I, I, I mean, we had yeah. The, all the all the the seventies had you know like all you know all in the family and the Jeffersons had some great songs. Um, no, no. I mean, they told hella stories. Oh yeah. Strokes takes. Like it's just <laughs> right entire stories. I actually didn't facts even realize that Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, I didn't Beverly realize Hillbillies. The Jeffersons theme was like moving the first episode of the Jeffersons until yeah. like, <laughs> showing them like moving on up. Or yeah. like to the rewatch, I was like, that's what the song is about. The very first episode. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. But now you got no goddamn choice. Mm. <laughs> I mean, some people are like, nope, I refuse, and they just. <laughs> To nothing of the sort. I wish I could refuse, but then I would have to somehow be able to not participate in capitalism, and that doesn't work very well. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to not participate in capitalism, please. I would like to opt out of the capitalism <laughs> module, please. It's like, take your asses back somewhere. If you don't want it, then that's what they would say. Yeah, that's the response. Yeah, they always want to send us back to our country. Well, like, you're coming with me then because you're from the same fucking place. Right. <laughs> like, uh, you can't send me back anywhere. I was here. My people were here. Prove it. Prove that I was not. I mean, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I can I, prove I, that I was born literally one square mile away from where I live right now. Yeah. <laughs> ship, ship my ass back to Scotland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fully okay with that. Right. Free health How far I'm back in. do we have to go? Like, I mean, they could tell my mom to go back to Canada, I guess. So technically, they could probably tell me to go back to Canada, kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Sure. I mean, you can't tell Why me not? to go anywhere unless you're about to send me to Drake's house. That's the only way that I am going. To nah. Love me some Drake. Um, I had a guest on my show um, yeah. that is from Seattle. Yeah. And um, he's really cool guy. We were talking about just you know, the whole, the whole cannabis scene, but also just kind of like the, you know, the temperature of the, the town or the city right now. And, you know, and how people are still really focused on, you know, righting the wrongs. Um, it was, it was really cool. So you guys check it out. Of course, Minaj with the Mary Jane Maven and his podcast with Big Kurt from the smoking section. Yep. Smoking section. Um, and he was like, Hey, I would love to come be a host, a guest host on your boondocks podcast one day. So throwing that out there, we have somebody having like, oh. sure. Oh. Is it big? I'm writing notes. Is this, is that big Kurt with a K or a C? C. Yeah. C. Okay. Really nice guy. Um, I just hit him up one day and was like, we should collab. And he's like, let's do it. I was like, well, I'll send you all my information. He goes, Nope, we're good. What day? <laughs> we just, yeah, it was gone. It was, yeah, it was, get after it. Fun, yeah. 
It was funny because we medicated and he was uh, was a little lit. It was funny. Um, I actually I can't talk because I like started forgetting what I was saying. Um, (laughs) towards I do that when I'm sober. (laughs) Well, I promised him I would keep it to an hour. Do you know how hard that was? Do you know? (laughs) Well, we're we're already at an hour. Yeah, I was gonna say yes. I haven't even started anything. (laughs) I mean, there was there was a couple references in there. Kinda. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Thinly veiled. I mean, we haven't talked in. I mean, uh, I saw. I saw. Miss um, Lindsay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's so sweet, and they. Once again, thank you for lunch because I invite you to my mm-hmm. city, and then she pays for lunch. Um, there were two of us and one of you. Uh, <laughs> so so sweet. Um, I took them to one of my favorite restaurants, and we met there, and um, had a good time. I, we took a cute picture too, so I'll share it with you guys. Yeah. So awesome. Now we just all need to meet up, and mm-hmm. you know, they needs to not be afraid of California. Yeah. Are you guys, are you, you guys can come up and help us move. I was going to say, once we have moved into our new house, then we could meet somewhere in the middle of there, which could be Northern California. Yeah. I like, um, like T's idea. Once you move into your new house, then we'll come. Because I'm not about to say yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too like goddamn hot, right? Move. It's too goddamn hot for California right now. For- yeah, no, we're talking, we're talking like September, October, earliest. Yeah, maybe, maybe closer to November. I mean, maybe Dean's really, birthday. You guys want to wait? I'd probably say November. Yeah, that's more likely. Yeah, I don't know if you all know all of the details and stuff. I don't even know all the details, but uh, Podscure is fully uh, becoming a podcast network. Um, because we're we're on the Podskier network. Uh, there's the Podskier podcast. How are you now? Disputed, which is the one that Dean was just referencing. And as of last night, right, we've got Armbar uh, Armbar Audio, which is a wrestling podcast. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Uh, John, uh, Tim, and John uh, host the Armbar Audio podcast. We've been friends of theirs for for a bit now. Um, and they they do the more obscure uh, type of wrestling stuff, the stuff that's not you know WWE and that kind of stuff. They do like the, they they go out and find the Japanese ones and the nice. little obscure ones. You know, and there's one uh, GCW, I think he said, where they're, they're like their cha- like their champ right now. I think is a gay guy. Um, so and he he's like fully out there as well. So <laughs> um, so they go out and they find. You know that's what that's what they cater to. So uh, unique, obscure is what Podscure has always been about. So yeah, we uh, so basically um, after talking to Tim, Tim's got a he's got he's got one of those clever minds about you know social media and and networking and things like that. And so we got to talking and uh, yeah. So and I I planned on making Podscure into a network, and I, it Just was kind of labeled as, as a network. So many different ones. It, right now. It, it was kind of already labeled as a network. Um, and so I just kind of took the plunge. I did new artwork for the network part to separate Podscure Network from Podscure the podcast and just plan on, you know, I will, everything that we do, uh, us, how everything that uh, will all go, the, uh, you know, that will be like the hub for everything. Um, and so we're going to kind of drive, drive people to there to find everything else that we do. So if I've been, if, if Damon and I are doing something undisputed, somebody goes out to the Podskier website, they see, Oh, well, I, I see you got one for the boondocks. They see you got one for Letterkenny, et cetera, et cetera. So just kind of, uh, you know, make it a central place for people to go find 
everything that we're doing. So, so that- <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. It is. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and speaking of other things that are cool, uh, oh, that yeah. I've shown y'all today, merch. We've that's got right, merch. Yeah. He, while he was working on the, the, the new Podscure, uh, network logo, he also kind of fiddling around with some of some logos for us. Well, that's awesome. And uh, I completely dropped the ball on doing that. No, it's it's like when I get in, when I get on a roll, yeah. <laughs> I just start, I keep going. ADHD. So, when so. you, when you find a special interest, it becomes like, <laughs> but anyway, like all of us can get shirts with our own silhouettes on it or each other's or whatever, or all three of us. Um, and I just think that's really fucking cool. Yeah, because I, 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 when I saw that, I'm like, you know, that might be. And when, the font that I chose, I said, you know, that's kind of like the the cool '70s kind of logo for you know, you know, it. I could, I, I mean, I fully pictured like an intro where it was kind of like some, you know, uh, Lindsay would Lindsay was flying, it would say Lindsay, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> so just kind of line up, and then it would just be the entire silhouette, kind of like the uh, Charlie's like, Angels. Yeah, that's there it is. I was trying to remember what the name of it was. It should be cool to have one with like probably the most infamous thing that we've all said like a quote or something that describes mm-hmm. oh gosh <laughs> it's a little bit of work for you then get on that just get on that oh, I can, you know I, I think I've everything that uh, kind of stood out to me I've probably done as a headliner so I probably have some of those well, yeah. out there yeah headliner shout out to them I think it's a great app um, totally if you're a content creator podcaster you guys should definitely utilize it for sure yeah yeah, I got all I got all of us on there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, their audiogram feature and their transcription is great. Yeah. So, uh, well, while we're talking about uh, um, all of this, uh, um, what do you call it? House housekeeping. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, since this is kind of the our season ending uh, season ender episode, uh, I want to shout out again to Demond and Drake for co-hosting. And to Dennis Guggen, who made the amazing pop vinyls of each of us. Um, I want to say thank you to Sarah, Becca, and Squirrel for being our patrons. Uh, and yeah, if you want to, if you want to be our patron uh, on Patreon, you can spend like a buck a month and listen to us talk a whole lot more than you're doing right now. Um, oh, and we are officially over three thousand downloads. Which fuck yeah. Woo! Fire. Hubby's working where he would normally do the, you know, the sound. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I just wanted to get all that out because, you know, those are the things you're supposed to say in an episode like this, right? Right. I assume. Right? I, I would think so. Nailed it. Okay. So how you feel about talking about the rest of the rest of the season? What do you think, Dean? <laughs> Get after it. Let's see how we go. How far does this go? All right. Well, uh, when when we last gathered here, we were talking about the first half of season two. Uh, so we start today with season eight, which is Ballin. Uh, that's the one where Riley uh, is in his own mind already a basketball star and doesn't have to practice and then gets schooled and Learns the value of teamwork. Somewhat. <laughs> something like well, that. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. This, I mean, this was 
I just remember, you know, talking about it was like it was definitely trying to, you know, give you an insight even more into, you know, Riley and what makes him tick or, you know, just his, mm-hmm. just his mindset. And it reminded me of like understanding a kid, but yeah, uh, uh-huh. much more intelligent, just like it was shown in the, the episode where he painted, you know, was an artist like he he has a lot more to offer. Um. But he, he also got, he doesn't know, even realize himself that, yeah. And we also got some insight into um, what it's like for Tiara being autistic and how they tried to pull that <laughs> character at the That's end, right. who was like a caricature. That was pretty cool. Uh, thank you for reminding yeah. me of that. I forgot that was the whole Autism Speaks yeah. like tirade that I went on. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. I still feel like that's it. They still show the same commercial. Like, granted, I watched like the same two or three actual TV show, TV stations that show commercials. But whenever an Autism Speaks one comes up, it's always that same one where, you know, he's singing in front of a crowd and they all cheer for him. And that's like the feeling I got from this episode where, oh, there's the autistic kid going out there and he's a star at this one thing. And now let's cheer. And so it's just disability porn. Mm-hmm. The real thing. I, I had forgotten about it. <laughs> um, what was the what was the girl's name in it? Oh, the girl that, that was, was that the whooping his ass. The blonde girl, yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. Ah, it. shit! I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> and Dean, Dean's out of the room feeding the dogs. Okay, well, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> like at some point later in in the season, like Granddad brings brings uh, her over when. Um, when he's afraid that Riley's gay. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, that and he girl? totally just like, it's the same girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, were they, was it like granddad was thinking, oh no, this was, this is supposed to be a love interest because they played against each other. They're rivals. That's how it's supposed to go. Cindy. <laughs> Cindy. Cindy. Yes. Cindy McPherson. Oh, thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> eh. That's such a, anyway. Such a Anglo-Saxon name. Right. <laughs> And she was very blonde. Oh, she, she, she. Uh, yeah, and I, I think the, the, one of the big things that sticks out for me on that episode is just Riley understanding what it's like to lose and what it's like to not get something that he wants mm-hmm. and like reality not standing up to what he had built up in his head, mm. especially in his own abilities. Yeah. So I, I feel like there's not a lot of episodes where Riley actually has to um, come back down to earth. <laughs> it's been like, he, you know, he went through that a, you know, a, it was a common theme this season because he had to have the talk with, you know, him, put names with that mm-hmm. to, you know, um, have a little come to Jesus talk with him. Um, and then he, he had this experience, you know, this uh, also the season wasn't as, this is when his uh, chain was stolen. We had to bully. That was this mm-hmm. season, yeah. Say it again. When he had his his jewel, his chain stolen. Mm-hmm. Was that this? Yeah, that was this season. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I think that was you know uh, a coming of age, you know, kind of theme for him. Um, yeah. In this in this season, but you know, well, he steals Riley. Maybe a little, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more cautious oh, yeah. and aware of some things, but. 
I'm interested to find out when when they what, what was it was it decided is it going to be a reboot or is it this going to be like a continuation when the new season comes out I have no I idea I hope yeah, they're I, don't I don't remember that I hope it's continuation but um if it if it is kind of a reboot I do kind of hope that that uh there's more of that introspection yeah. and if it's a continuation I hope that he's actually grown mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. see them grown up. Yeah. And like actually see these lessons that they learned maybe be put into action or have them learning the same things over and over again and like, oh, that's that's right. That's why this thing happened. And I don't know, what something if they like just that. Switch? Like, what if Riley's like hella academic and just hella focused? And you know, and Huey's kind of like, uh, you know, just kind of uh Huey's got depression. Yeah, I, and- <laughs> I give up, you know, like. He's now a goth kid. Uh, oh, my God. Or emo. Hilarious. That'd be hilarious. He's like singing Fall Out Boy. And <laughs> that would be hilarious. Or he's singing. Uh, he's singing. Dugnificent. Dugnificent. God, imagine Thugnificent. Like. I I I picture him having like a whole MC Hammer turnaround where he becomes like a preacher or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That'd be hilarious. Oh. All right. All right. So episode nine. Uh let me since uh again our pre- my producer husband is out of the room for a second. So excuse me while he probably will have to edit this. But so episode nine was invasion of the Katrinians. Due to a Interesting. I think that is mismarked. But anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> it says episode nine, but I think that one's episode 10. But anyway, when it comes in, we'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, we we have Huey explaining what happened in Katrina. And uh, basically find out that granddad has some family that he'd rather not think about. And they uh, come and stay with him when they lose everything. Yeah. I like that this episode completely lambasts both uh, FEMA and insurance in general. And it's just basically like, yeah, they were, they were all fucked. <laughs> so hi, hi, sweetie. <laughs> My dog just came out to say hi. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, now that Dean is back in the room. Hey, so that one says episode nine. I just did it and it was from episode. Oh, Oh. so if I did this, is it going to. Let's find out. Nope, they're the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't know. Okay, sorry. So that wasn't my mistake. Okay, good, good. Yeah, it's all good. Anyway, um, yeah, just the entitlement of the family of you know you're you're gonna take us in and, and put us up, so we're just gonna you know eat all your food and and watch your TV and use your phone and granddad just basically having none of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was definitely like a you know kind of a commentary on. 
one family, they can definitely get on your damn nerves and take advantage. Um, mm-hmm. But how I think overall, those of us that were not, you know, victims of Hurricane Katrina, I think some, well, not me included, but I think overall, some people are just like, just get, get back to your life. Like, be quiet. You guys need help, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it was yeah. kind of a bit like, you know, they, it was a, it was a, a upside down kind of, or a reversal in roles to be able to have a commentary, you know, on that, on that subject. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember hearing somebody go, well, they have the, um, the stadium, like what else? More wow. Have? Wow. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah. And little kids are being molested and raped and, and kidnapped and families are being separated and, you know, grandparents that need their insulin can't get it. But yeah. Hey. And all those people in the Superdome, don't forget that like the fucking roof came yeah. in not that long before. Yeah. And that part, <laughs> like, you know? like living, living in a stadium is not some comfortable place. You have a cot in the middle of a thousand other cots. You have no privacy. Yeah. You have no home. You have nowhere. You have probably very little of your own anything with you. Yeah. And, and then FEMA, yeah, you know, trying to give the you know, the makeshift homes and stuff, you know, but they were just screwing people. Like it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, another a lot time of in the... our history that we just completely failed. Right. You know, a, a group of the U.S. Over and over again, the U.S. has failed at some very basic tests of humanity. Yeah. And yet somehow as a country, this country thinks that it is better than every oh, other country, it. that this we is the ideal, shit. but we are the ones who are living in shit. We are the ones who have no health insurance, who have to like go into extreme debt to graduate from college, who have to work multiple jobs just to be able to afford uh, childcare, yeah. which we have to do because we have to work multiple jobs. It's, it's Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there's no <laughs> there's no American dream per se, you know, when nope. when all nope. that's involved or the American know, dream no died in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. The American dream started to die in the eighties. When greed became good, the American dream went with oh, yeah. it. And shit, way before that, you know, just this country being mm-hmm. built on a complete lie. Oh yeah, totally. I wasn't even going to go into Keep trying. Let's keep trying to put it. <laughs> Let's not keep talk about all that. Yeah, this is, this is a failed experiment. And at some point, it either is going to get better or it's going to implode. Yeah. And I got money on the second one. Well, I'm going to be on a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Mars. I'm going to be on some of these places. Uh, yeah. Hit up Elon. What up, homie? Fuck him. Ah, oh. oh, he is. He, yeah. Everyone, uh, like, I keep seeing things um, about, uh, like, the the Marie Antoinette let them eat cake, and I'm like, that's Elon Musk. That that is his whole mindset of just like, well, everything's fine, so it's okay, or you know, like, I hate to say it, like. He doesn't care about the people that he puts out of business or who die mining the, the, what are the, 
the things for the technology company that he owns. Never mind. I know stuff that Dean doesn't apparently uh, and my brain's not putting it all together. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, just like going on SNL to, to kind of make himself seem like, oh, just a regular celebrity guy. And just, just, ugh, I just ugh, hate him. I hate him. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, Let me tell you how I feel. <laughs> it, it, it's, I don't know. It's He is, I think, overall, I mean, I probably for his own self-satisfaction and you know, to be able to say that he did it. But I do think that he, his purpose is to implement, you know, technology or, you know, create things that will help to improve this world. Um, I mean, although he's, you know, he has, he has people behind him to make it true and to make, you know, to make it a tangible thing. He's, uh, he's a modern day Edison. He steals yeah. other people's ideas yeah. and puts his name on it and he makes the money. He has very little of his own anything and anything that has his name on it just like trump it's all about being the figurehead at the head of, of this and have the, all of this mm -hmm. money like he is some and I, I i will be absolutely honest with you the things that i know about it, and a lot of it comes from his own social media posts and oh, stuff yeah. so like like stuff that he says where i'm just like you are a fucking idiot or like um, what was the is, taking the red pill about QAnon shit? He's like, have you taken the red pill? And Ivanka Trump was like, I have. And I'm like, really? You two are friends. Of course you two are friends. Uh, like, I mean, but, <laughs> so, you know, we can't understand rich people shit. Um, no, I cannot understand. I cannot. Because Ivanka is not I, rich. Hmm? I said her fake you know, people shit because Ivanka is, you know. Oh, yeah, no, she's... <laughs> She, oh, part of me wants to just be like poor baby because she was just brainwashed from the minute she was born. But fuck, yeah, I don't feel too much sympathy. <laughs> I feel sympathy for her kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know who I do? Oh, sidebar, but who I do kind of feel bad for, and I'm you know putting out good healing energy out there. Um, Kathy Griffin was just diagnosed with lung cancer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, which is crazy because she didn't smoke. Um, crazy. I like her. Not that crazy anymore. I, I, I really like. I've always liked her. Um, when she had a reality show, or like I love mm -hmm. her parents, you know. And um, oh, her mom was so adorable. Yeah, her mom. Her mom stayed drinking wine. Greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I saw that yesterday, and I was like, that's really sad. Um, yeah. So just like I said, sending out love and light and healing energy to her. Um, I know she feels it right now. She's like, where's that coming? Yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, so that's just yeah. She's always kind of been one of my favorites um, from like her stand-up in the eighties and nineties. What was that show she was on? Um, Not suddenly, Susan was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Brooke Shields. With Brooke mm -hmm. Shields, yeah. Um, Love like she was the reason I watched that show because I don't really think Brooke Shields can act. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Brooke Shields was hella funny on um, The Middle, though. She played like their Never really white trash neighbor. So great. Okay. So great to see Brooke Shields looking like a, you know, middle America mullet having like, but yeah, it was, they did a good job on her makeup and everything, but that, that was probably the best acting other than Endless Love and Blue Lagoon, which are two of my favorite movies. So I'm a little biased, but great. 
def- definitely can't uh, put either of those in my favorites. Oh, so <laughs> Sorry. Oh, except for somebody said the other day, isn't it gross that I don't remember yes. them being cousins on. They were, um, they were no, they, well, yes, but they were also underage. Well, yeah. Well, hey. Like, really? Like, 12. <laughs> I mean, they thought they had to repopulate the world. I don't know. Maybe, you know. I mean, the actors. <laughs> well, uh, well, no, at the. Like, even when they did Lolita, they at least hired an 18 year old to play a 12 year old. Well, yeah, Brooke Shields, I thought she, Brooke Shields was, what, 16 or something like that when she did 16 or 17? The guy was older. She though. was underage. That's all I know. The guy was older. Yeah, I mean, she was way underage. Well, shit. Jodie Foster played a fucking hooker. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but she was playing a she was playing a hooker in a parody. She wasn't actually like doing sex scenes um, until she was an adult actress. Um, you know, they, essentially in Blue Lagoon, there was a sex scene between these children, and then they had kids <laughs> i'm sorry I, I know you just said this is one of your favorites i've just never been able to get over the icky factor of that movie yeah, I, from like when i was a kid i wasn't thinking about that when i was watching. like it was a, you know, a good kind of love story type thing and like oh you're on a deserted island and they're making it and um now the, the reboot was trash like they did not need to make the second one at all that was horrible that yeah, everybody did. It's okay. They did too. <laughs> <laughs> they did too. Uh, is there anything else y'all wanted to talk about from the invasion of the Katrinians? I keep wanting to say Katrianas or something like that. Katrinians? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah. Nah. All right. So, did we get these all fixed? Should we? <laughs> all right. So, let's see if this is episode 10, Home Alone. Due to a heightened level of security, <laughs> It's like the fourth time now that that one, that particular clip is played. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so that that actually was probably one of my favorite little intro clips that we we used this this season because it's just so it's it's a background joke in the actual episode. Like they don't highlight it or anything. It's not one of the main characters. It's just over the loudspeakers in the airport. I just thought that was hilarious. I mean, I don't know how I react. Like, if yeah, uh, I I'd be like, really though. And it's it's something that you would almost expect to actually hear. Yeah. In you know, redneck America. Oh yeah. Uh, White America. Let's see. So going to be Eminem. Sorry. That's okay. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> my man. My. Do you know that he sold the most? Out of all rappers, units, yeah, two hundred and ninety-three billion or million, no million. So I mean, like you, you are still just putting out fire. <laughs> Once again, I'm biased because you know me and Marshall, we have a thing. Oh, my sister loved Eminem, but I mean, I know some of the more popular ones and but I'm more likely to sing the hook than the actual but uh but yeah anyway home alone is the episode where granddad tries to take a vacation from the boys and has a not great time and the boys almost kill each other and it turns into a whole like Sanford prison experiment <laughs> thing and uh and then when they get home they're all like nothing happened everything was fine and it was 3 days 
<laughs> it was three days. <sighs> uh. Yeah, this episode, I mean, it was, you know, it was what it was. Um, like you said, it was definitely the Stanford prison kind of experiment. Uh, and then poor granddad, you know, he was trying to go live his best life and he was going to bed at like 12 in the afternoon. Right. He should have just gone to Tom. At least he would have had someone to hang right. out with instead of just sleeping in the hotel room. I mean, yeah, Tom might have, you know, taken him on some excursions. He might have bothered him a bit and been corny, but he might have he might have been a little bored with the stories, but he wouldn't have been alone. Hey, Tom might have been able to pull all the chicks, though. So probably. Yeah. I mean, a married man is a lot safer to hang out with than just an old guy by himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> Who is both a married guy and an old guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to show oh, hey, you about it, old. You keep calling me that. Uh, oh, no. He calls himself old more than I do. I tell him he's not most of the time. He's wise. See, like, you can't see it. Well, you might be able to see it. He's petting his gray hairs and his chin right now. That's distinguished <laughs> mm-hmm. attractive characteristics is what I call them on men. Silver fucking fox. Yeah. We grow hair out of One places day. we don't want, whether they're gray or not. Oh, fuck, right? Tell you, me you can just move on. I'm cutting all this stuff about me. Out, so. <laughs> no, let me talk about my sweetie. I love he. It's going to be like the opening. He's going to like, that's going to be the clip on headliner. He's going <laughs> <laughs> to just be me like, please let me talk about you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I think this episode, uh, one of the things that I love about it is um, how both Huey and Granddad are both determined to not let the other one know that they're miserable. Um, And just like Granddad's like, oh, yeah, you know, having fun. And Huey's like, oh, everything's fine. I got to go. And just it cracks me up because neither of them wants to admit that they need Uh, each other mm -hmm. or that they need anybody. For that matter, it was like Huey trying to be respectful and be, you know, more mature and understanding that, you know, Grandpa needed a vacation. So he was trying to give that to him. But, you know, he was left at home with the Riley. So. Yep. Food gone. Riley had some new drip and everything, but. (laughs) Yeah, because he stole all the food money. And then blamed it on, yeah. you know, blamed it on Huey. <laughs> right? For not being responsible yeah. enough or yeah. something. Not not paying enough attention. After like an hour and a half. Uh, and it's it that just in general, that episode was each of their base characters. You know, Huey trying to do the right thing and failing. Riley trying to be a little hood rat um, and <laughs> driving everyone nuts. Granddad desperately wanting to be away from the boys, but also miserable without them. Tom, who nobody really likes, but they like him begrudgingly. Like Every character's kind of main thing can be boiled down to that. And this episode is yeah. that we're all boiled down. Yeah. It also showed how, just how dependent they are upon each other. Um, yeah. You know, overall. You know, just like family, you know, they get on your nerves, you fight and argue, but. Well, most times that's who you can count on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sometimes your family is not blood. Uh, oh, I was mm-hmm. took the words out of my mouth. Uh, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. I, I love my mother. And my half-sister Cheryl is fantastic. But I don't really have a whole lot of more than that blood relatives that I feel like I could count yeah. on. Just, I just don't. Yeah. But I have my people. where right? I've got like four or five really close friends that I love very much who I know I could call up and they would be there like you know, in a drop yeah. of a hat. So, well, you know, it's, and it's usually easier to do that because they're more accepting. Like, I feel like at least my mm-hmm. friends and our friends from college that I consider family. And like I tell the boys, those are your uncles, those are your cousins, aunt, you know, your tias and everything. It's because they knew me or, you know, first met me probably at a time in my life when I was really trying to find out who I was mm-hmm. and vice versa. So I would say that they probably know the, you know, the purest um, you know, form of who I am. Um, you know, they've, they've seen my, my failures. They've seen, you know, heard my aspirations. They seen me go through job, you know, just certain things like that. So whereas your family, they don't look at you like that. You know, they don't look at you going through the, uh, the stages of becoming an adult. You know, mm-hmm. they just it's either too close or it's not seen yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't change your parents, you know, once they, because I could, I could waste a whole another hour telling you about my mom, what well, she, man, don't even, man, I'm going to have to have a drink. Never mind. Just go, let's go. You know, I mean, I get it. I, my mom and I just had a conversation the other day where I told her that I didn't blame her for a lot of the trauma that I went through when I was a kid. And it was like one of those conversations where both of us at the end were just like, we really should have had this talk a really long time ago, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when, when it's a parent or maybe a sibling or something like that, sometimes it's just a little too close to see the changes until there's been a big change. And then family doesn't necessarily react to that. Well, yeah. oh, sure. um, whereas a friend is probably seeing you along the way and seeing the growth and seeing the change because they actually are choosing to be around you and not just feel like they, and I think they're more friends are more open to what your desires are. Like, you know, your family's going to be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. This is what you should do. Oh, you don't want to, you know what I'm right? saying? And it's like, okay. You, if I were yeah, you. Like, well, you're not. <laughs> you In my family. Yeah. Um, I remember my mom used to be like, I've been where you trying to go. So as I got older, I started using that on her. Like, remember, you've been where you know, I'm trying to go. Although I don't think you have exactly, but let me do what I need to do. You know, um, because I believe my name is not the same as yours, which means we're not the same person. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, sometimes it, it's like I, I definitely need to have a, a very serious conversation with my mom and then just unfortunately kind of point out some of the things that and characteristics that she holds that are a detriment to her and her happiness. And that's a tough thing to do to point out your parents' faults, but definitely, but you know, like I, I think that's kind of how relationship, how the relationship between a parent and a child develops or, you know, grows. Um, so yeah, I want you guys know how that goes. Uh, Yeah. That's going to be a story, but. Lindsay, you got anything else you want to add for episode 10? No. 
<laughs> okay. So episode 11, uh, which is probably my favorite in this uh, season, um, the S word. Last week in lunch, Riley says to a classmate, can a nigga borrow a french fry? And my first thought wasn't, oh my God, he said the word, uh, the N word. It was now, how is a nigga going to borrow a fry? Nigga, is you going to give it back? <laughs> uh, so the S word or spear chucker. That, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this whole episode is is uh, Riley trying to sue um, the school board and everything because this teacher said the N word in class, and the the Reverend Rollo uh, makes what really is his first ex- uh, appearance, but you know because the episodes are a little out of order for us, um, <clears throat> and uh, just all of the all of the different things that happen because of that. Um, so, and like, I remember we talked a lot. What's his name again? Uh, Will, uh, the actor who played the teacher. Oh, uh, Willard, oh. Fred Willard. Well, yeah. Yeah. But Fred, Fred yeah. Willard. Fred yeah. Willard, yes. Uh, I was like, Will, Wilfred? No, that's <laughs> something else. <laughs> Someone else. <laughs> How they basically got like the whitest of white guys to, 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 be yeah. this character and how perfectly it was. Um, yeah. And just the, the kind of ridiculousness about censoring words, but also that words can have power that can injure and like also our, our overly litigated society and kind of touching on all that. And, and I mean, I, there was a lot of like little and I things think that the teacher he was, I don't want to say naive, but, you know, some teachers no, really no, no, do no, I would see say the naive. good things in the good side of children and, and kind oh, of yeah. just let it go. So I think that, you know, of course, it's animation, but I think he had good intentions when he was just trying to let Riley be Riley. And then it blew up, you know, because they want to be a little I mean, niggerish yeah. and take advantage, <laughs> you know, of the situation. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would absolutely agree with you. Like the Riley is a good example of kids that I work with. You know, they're not really bad. They just kind of have this act yeah. that for Riley is probably uh, a lot of trauma over losing his parents so young and, you know, feeling like he has to be this person from where he was from instead of, you know, this person with money that he now Coping is. Mechanism. And kids don't understand yeah, exactly. why they feel He's a they feel kid. or why they do what they do. You know, they don't right, understand. Right. So, but in human nature, we do know how to, you know, how to cope and how to, you know, mm-hmm. adjust um, to be able to make it through. So, like, that was his, you know, that's, that's Riley. That's what he does. Riley, I don't want to say he's a hustler, but he does what he needs to do to kind of get through, you know. Um, but yeah, that was a damn funny episode. Yeah. Just, the, just the shit that he, the teacher was saying was golden and how yeah i i i do like that you use the word naive um because when i have been uh referred to in that way or in any derogatory way it was never from a place of positivity mm-hmm. whereas that teacher's intention was i'm gonna get on your level and i'm gonna talk your lingo and i'm gonna talk to you like a friend instead of like your your superior yeah. and 
you know, I, I don't quite go that far with the kids that I work with, but in my classroom, you can swear and you can say all that kind of shit and you're not going to get in trouble. Um, because it's whatever it's words, it's not going to hurt anybody. Get it out here. So you don't do it where you're not supposed to and learn how to code switch in that way. And you know, that teacher just didn't understand that that was going too far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I would say it's tough if you, now, where Hobie teaches, I will say this. Um, some of these young, non-melanated women try. <laughs> you go into it with the greatest intentions, but then you end up making it, like I've said before, like a you know Michelle Pfeiffer type of film where you're just coming in and you're playing savior, but you're not because you're not taking the time to really know, you know, um, or get to understand the culture, the motivation, you know. Um, the purpose or the reason behind the behavior of your students, which, you know, are more urban. Um, so sometimes, you know, the attempt at doing something that would be considered a good deed is not that. Like you're doing more damage than you are good. Um, but like I said, with this, you know, with the teacher, I think he was just really naive and just trying to let, especially the how old he is, you know, that you, Riley's what I would say, fourth grade third fourth grade riley i would say is like second or third oh, yeah he's eight yeah. years old yeah so, i would say like maybe yeah. third grade so i think at that point is when you're really trying to because especially for boys and black boys about fourth grade mm-hmm. is that where you need to make sure that they're fourth grade is fucking yeah. terrible yeah <laughs> i love fourth graders third fourth and fifth third through sixth is about like my niche area I love that age group, but they are terrible. They are terrible to each other. They're terrible. Like they don't know, they don't understand what is happening to them. And it's like right at the beginning where the, where the, the hormones are just yeah. starting to like fuck everything up in yeah. their brain. And they're starting to <laughs> like, learn about. They're, they're little babies, but they want to be yeah. grown up or they want to be and big I think kids. they're starting to learn about gender roles and this and that. And, yes, you know, and that's, that's definitely, you know, um, you know, mm-hmm. especially for like my son, Jack, he, you know, has tons of girls and he happened to say something this summer, like, well, you know, I have a lot of girlfriends or, you know, he goes, girl, that, 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 friends. He wants to make free to play. But, um, right, 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 right. It's very important. Know, I told him I said, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like your dad has still to this day. It's just more friendly with females and I'm more friendly with guys. Like there's no, you know, there's no room to it. Um, I remember him being in like second grade and because he hung out with all girls, they were playing with dolls, you know, and mm-hmm. one kid in his class was trying to give him, you know, grief for it. And I told him, I said, son, he wishes those little girls would play with him. Wishes. Whether they're playing with dolls or not. So, you know, so it, I, I definitely see that, you know, how an educator would maybe want to, I don't want to say tiptoe, but just allow them to be who they are and who they're coming into because that's such an imperative age, mm-hmm. I think. I like to let them be who they are and correct uh, misinformation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, using the gender role uh, um, um, story that you just like, the way that I can relate to that is thinking about I had uh, um, a native student a few years ago. And in his culture, you grow your hair out to as a sign of respect for your ancestors. And then when someone important mm. dies, you yeah. cut the yeah. braid. 
So he had been growing out his hair his whole life. And he was a fifth grader at this point. And kids were starting to make fun of him because his hair went down the middle of his back. Jealous? And um, his hair was banging. What was I that? said they was jealous because his hair was banging. Like, you... Oh, it's like... gorgeous. His hair was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Like, like this, this kid definitely mixed with some black. His mom, I think, was black and white. And I think dad mm-hmm. was native. But I might be a little bit wrong on that. But gorgeous hair. Like everyone I know would kill to have yeah. his hair. But the point was more that they were like, you know, trying to make him feel somehow demasculated because he had this hair. And um, it took and this was a kid who had behavior and emotional stuff already. That, hence them being the kid yeah. I worked with. Um, and they would get in fights constantly because it because of it. They would, you know, like it, it basically took me going. Have you ever told them why you grow your hair out? Have you ever told them why it's important to you or, you know, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing? And then with the other kids, it's like, you don't get to decide what a boy does or a girl does or what yeah. anybody does. That's yeah. not you. You are not that person. But like not just telling them that it's not OK to do that, but also telling the the other boy that embrace who you are and be proud of it and tell them, tell them to shut the fuck up because that is your family that yeah. they are insulting. That is your yeah. ancestors. It is important. You know, it is OK to tell them to stop. It's not okay to punch somebody because they were an asshole. I said under not my right. breath that, uh, uh, you know, don't do it, uh, yeah. Dean. Um, <laughs> Dean's like, I would punch somebody really for being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's family but involved. Yeah, I, like a lot of people, you know, they, like we said before, they may get on your nerves, but don't you dare say shit about my family. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's It's. It's, I always say kids are assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So this next episode, I was not a part of. Uh, that was the week that I uh, had um, what me and my oldest friends call a tea party because all of our names start with tea. And so <laughs> we had a tea party that night. So I'm going to let y'all talk about the story of Catcher Freeman. Uh, you want to hit the clip there, Dean? See, that's your problem. You be believing anything somebody tells you or put in a book. See, I keep my mental mind extra secure. Nothing gets in. <laughs> and then Lindsay also had some music uh, that she wanted included from this. You want to do that right now? I need like Kanye to remix that or something. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I uh... tell me what y'all remember from that episode. Oh, it's um, just. Oh, go just... ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I mean, really, it would be good if you did watch it, like to hear your thoughts, because you know we talked it, talked it live. But it was just about to me, like 
misinformation, honestly, like that tapped into a lot of the fake news and a lot of the arguments you see going down in the media and on Twitter. And, oh, you know, the vaccine makes your blood turn into magnets. And it's just funny. Like why Hmm. I picked that music is because even to the level of like, uh, Magruder is taking it all the way back to folklore, right? Like the things we've heard before the dawning of the internet and how in Uncle Ruckus's mm-hmm. version, they're singing, don't trust those new niggas over there versus in Granddad's <laughs> version, they're singing, take our black asses out of here. And it's just showing you how misinformation uh, can definitely, and not even misinformation, I guess, just information in general can just be twisted and manipulated. And when we get the real story, we find out that Uncle Ruckus is correct, that Granddad is correct. Like, so it's just all that that good stuff about where you find your education and what you put your trust in. Yeah, it was, it, the, it's like each part has had its own mm-hmm. set of truth. I mean, there was, there was facts. usually there what was, happens. Yeah, there was facts, <laughs> there was facts from both sides. And then once you realize what the true story was uh, that Huey read off at the end, you know, you realize, oh, well, so yeah, I can see where that, where you got that mistake from about how he was, how, how you know, basically it was two people. No, it was one person. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's what ended up happening with him. So yeah, I think, uh, that's uh, I mean, it's like conflict management. There's three stories. There's mm-hmm. le- his story, her story, and the true story. Right. So, <laughs> and that's basically what it ended up being. So yeah, everybody's got their everybody's got their their own truth, but the facts may be a little misunderstood. And this is just <laughs> me being petty. Like yeah. uh, Huey reads the definition, or he reads the story off Wikipedia, quote unquote. Y'all, anyone can edit Wikipedia. So is that reliable? I don't know about that shit. Oh, cr- Right. <laughs> was it uh, back then, if he was reading it off of Wikipedia back then, was it as easy? Like, did people understand that they could just go on and, and change it? Or was it just a bunch of nerds who were doing it was it that honestly time? easier um, like because a wiki is kind of like a tech tech kind of technology thing to be. I'm being so nerdy, you guys. So anyone, if you have a wiki, anyone who participates in the community can generally edit it. But Wikipedia now has become so policed by certain communities and by the platform itself. Like you have people who are like um, appointed gatekeepers almost. So like now they keep it a lot more on lock and a lot more um, Mm. rigorous around making sure inaccurate information doesn't get in there. Okay. I just hear all the time about people like mm-hmm. changing shit on celebrities who do stupid shit. So yeah, I think because it became yeah, more you of can, a you can go in there thing and... where people would go and use the information from there. So I think right, that's right. My, that was yeah, yeah. when it was yeah. intended. Yeah, you can go in there right now and edit something. You can I mean and it shows that it, it, it's edited, but they'll they'll come in right they'll come right in behind and change it right mm-hmm. right the fuck back in, in a few minutes. Because I've done that before. And just <laughs> because I knew I could. I can go in there. <laughs> I can go in there and put some bullshit in there and save it. And then I bet, you know, five minutes later it was gone. But I, once I had it saved screenshot. that it was on my screen, I could do a screenshot of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's mm. amazing. That's like a, that's a troll level that I honestly hadn't put much thought into. <laughs> Obviously you have. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you wanted to add to that, MJ? Nope. I'm, you guys are right, right where I am. All right. So 
Next episode, we can talk about gender roles a little bit more. Uh, we got the story of Gangs Delicious Part 2. How often do you have dreams about men kissing? Shut up. Never dream about my heroes kissing other men. Man, stop. This whole conversation is making me uncomfortable. I dreamt about Muhammad Ali just last night, but he was fighting Joe Frazier, not kissing. Oh, gay ass nigga. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh, I listen to you. <laughs> So this is obviously the episode where Riley confronts the idea of uh, his idol being gay. Um, and in the process thinks that maybe he might be too, because he likes these parts, these kind of clothing and, and, and things that might not be seen as very masculine. And um, now, to be completely fair, at the time that this episode came out, I probably was would not have had the I definitely would not have had the same thoughts that I have now. Now I'm like, well, whatever. Boys can wear pink. They can wear dresses. I don't fucking care. It's all just just clothing. But like, I also know that that's not uh, a mainstream idea. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's changed so much now, though. So. Yeah, it's queerness has been embraced so much more than just like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, especially um, shit like. Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to get the date wrong on it, so I'm not going to even say it. But like things that things that happened back then versus the same sort of thing now would it's a very different reaction that society would mm -hmm. have to it. Um, these days you see high fashion models of men's clothing where the gender line is very blurred and they are very much wearing what is thought to be women's clothing, but no, they're men's clothing because it's haute couture. Um, but you know, it just, in my opinion, clothes don't make a gender. Yeah. <laughs> gender doesn't make mm -hmm. a gender. So. I just really hope we get to see Gangs Delicious team up with the baby in the reboot. Oh, you just said this also. Oh, that fucker. That would just the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby. I, well, I, yeah, we. Oh, all right, we are. We're getting close to the end here. Uh, episode fourteen is the hunger strike, where he tries to organize a boycott of BET um, and. Well, it's just BET, which is terrible. Uh, do, do, do. Here we go. Welcome to BET headquarters. I'm their believer. It's 2 p.m., so it's time for a morning staff meeting. Our leader, Bob Johnson, had a dream. A dream of creating a network that would accomplish what hundreds of years of slavery, Jim Crow and malt liquor couldn't. The destruction of black people. Black people. <laughs> black. Now, I, 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 this episode and episode 15, uh, which uh, originally did not air because of the whole controversy around it. Um, uh, I, um, every time I think of BET now, this is what right. I think of. Like when in uh, our Patreon patrons earlier, I was mentioning, actually, I don't know if it got recorded or if it was before we were recording. I was talking about Tyler Perry's new show on BET. And I was wondering what on BET isn't a Tyler Perry show. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't feel like 
BET has necessarily grown in the last 15 years. And if they have, it's because of Tyler Perry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, look, I can't. I, I'm going to tell you what I want. I don't. I, want, I honestly like, the don't. The new know. edition story or the new edition movie and then like Bobby Brown. That's probably the only thing that I've like purposely turned it to BET for. Um, other than that, I can't fuck with you guys. Like, I just, like, uh, you know, or, yeah. I mean, bring Video Soul back. Bring Donnie Simpson. Like, you know, that, that was a good stuff. Sorry, I just got a message from somebody. I got distracted. I apologize. <laughs> So what were you saying? Sorry. I was just saying, like, I haven't turned it there. Like, you know, like our conversation we had before, you know, unless they take it back to old school where it was video soul and, you know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But even then it was, you know, we had Cedar's World, which was, you know, a, a animated home girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she was just doing a little much. Um, and that started kind of like, oh, okay. That's what we're doing, BT. Um, it was like they felt like they had to change drastically for our generation, you know. And just because the music was changing, mm -hmm. I guess they thought they had to be just with ratchet. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that I mean that makes sense. I kind of you know I, I kind of wonder if uh, when we watch the movie Bad Hair, I don't know if if everybody's seen it, but. Um, I haven't actually seen it. No, well, yeah, we watched it. The the with the oh, think, the one with the weave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I was thinking so, of the other. Which was yeah. which was you know they split off from MTV and started a black station, mm -hmm. which was not listed as BET. So I kind of wonder if that's really what that was based. It was on. like a black music station. I think, yeah. Oh, um, so it was like the guy who uh, was on uh, SNL who was in it, Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh. Yeah. Um, I know that he had something to do with like the production or the writing or whatever. And that's, that's kind of what the idea was, uh, was to show even when we tried to owe something, it still was just riddled with issues and insecurities and stereotypes and, you know, trying to keep the wrong audience or the wrong people happy. Mm hmm It's like they bought their, they bought, they bought into yeah. the stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, so, well, you know, this is what they say is that we're doing, so we must be doing it, yeah. so let's put it on. Well, and that's exactly one of the characters, too, like, completely, they wanted her to change, like, her whole look and stuff, mm. and she was like, and her look was, you know, like, black, you know? Right, <laughs> So right. that was, that was the problem, which you were too African, and, yeah, so, yeah, that, that, uh. Can, can you be more Cosby urban? Wow. <laughs> Right. Yeah, this uh, this episode and episode 15, which is the uh, Uncle Ruckus uh, reality show, it 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 lampoons BET. Yes, but it's scathing in its uh, um, like rebukes against the people who actually work there. Like each character is based on someone who actually is a part of or was a part at the time of uh, the broadcast. Broad broadcast crew or whatever whatever you call that um so like it's totally understandable that this episode these two episodes were never aired on in originally 
um, because you can see exactly who they're talking about. You know exactly who they're talking about if you know anything about the story, yeah. the backstory there, which we went over when we did this episode originally. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Do we talk about how Reggie Hudlin was the first? was the first executive he worked for Fox at the time and, mm-hmm. and took the boondocks into Fox. And so therefore, because of that, he ended up getting a producer credit, even though he had nothing to do with the show aside from bringing it to Fox, which Fox then rejected. Wow. So, so Reggie Hudlin, who is, who was parodied as Wedgie Rudlin in that episode, that's kind of, so I, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I wonder there was like a lot of grudges laid bare yeah. in these two episodes. <laughs> and they go very much together. It's like in the first episode, uh, it's almost a joke about the, the Uncle Ruckus reality show. And then they actually do it because they think the white guy wants it. Um, do we have something from 15? Actually? I got a question. Of course you do. You didn't go to Harvard. Do you have any experience running a network? Okay, see now, you're a hater. You're fired, so get on out of here. Well, I've been paid in three months. This is basically volunteer work for me. Oh, well, quiet down so the rest of us who are getting paid can work. Thank you. And that was Re- Wedgie Redlin. <laughs> Voiced by Donald Faison. Really? Yep. Oh. Okay, now I hear it. <laughs> uh Anything you guys want to talk about in those two uh, episodes that we haven't already? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's all basically just the destruction of black culture through television geared toward black people to make them fit into the stereotype of black people that make white people mm-hmm. comfortable. Which is kind of what Fox News mm-hmm. does for yep. Hicks. <laughs> yep. So if they, uh, yeah. if they if they can keep the the uh, the ignorant more ignorant because of their ignorance that they're putting out there, then that makes them money. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> but yeah. I mean that honestly that that to me that last episode I mean it was it was really well written and. It was kind of sad, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the entire, I mean, Ruckus, uh, just watching Ruckus, I, I mean, we know he's. Ruckus can, is kind of sad just yeah, on his own. But that, I mean, that was even more sad Yeah, <laughs> that, you know, once he found out, he once he was told he was black, that just how crushing that was mm-hmm. to him. He had, he had bought, he had bought into his whole fallacy of him having revitiligo that, yeah, it just, it the truth just crushed him. And so, I mean, <laughs> for, I mean, fortunately it didn't take much for him to get back to, the, to how he was, but yeah, that was, I, yeah, he's a, a sad tale ruckus. And I, and I, and I know it's, I, we're going to get up to that episode. I think it's this upcoming season about how ruckus became ruckus. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that was uh, season two in a nutshell. Uh, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Nut. <laughs> in Magruder's nutshells. In Magruder's. <laughs> uh, it was, it was so 
Yeah. What what uh, what's your guys's favorite episodes from this season? Uh, like mine for sure was the me, S word. Definitely Gangstalicious. Nice. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, I love I love uh, most stuff. Or mm-hmm. Yasin Bey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, he's 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 a, a very clever person. I mean, just himself. I and just a brilliant brilliant guy. Um, so yeah, I loved his take on how that would, how, how he would imagine that would turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, I, I think he did a great job. I mean, it's not like he, it's, it's like he played him as a real person. So you see so many gay characters played as mm-hmm. some sort of parody. Um, and I, I think they did really well with, you know, what you would at that time have imagined a gay rapper to be like. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. Props, I mean props to him. the the uh pink bulletproof, not bulletproof vest. <laughs> it's probably my favorite just little tidbit the, thing. The, the mm-hmm. cut in the back of the shirt. For the for the gun, yeah. <laughs> Showing off his butt crack. Like it, it still sticks with those stereotypes oh, totally, about yeah. like the sagging pants with the butt crack showing and and you know the the short skirts or crop tops so you can see the like the the V and shit and <laughs> but yeah no Magruder managed in that one it could have easily become offensive um, especially in hindsight it could have easily become offensive and I think instead of offensive it actually shows it, it's more sad now because uh, you know we talked about it's sad for Ruckus that he believed his lie but Magnificent is trying so desperately Gangstalicious. Gangstalicious, sorry, thank you, is trying so desperately. And I knew I said it wrong, too, because I'm like, wait. <laughs> um, but he's trying so desperately to believe that everyone around him believes that he's straight. Because that that closet is safe and comfortable for him. And it's been blown wide open by this, you know, story that that is that some girl said. And well, I th- the other thing I just realized, it just kind of clicked for me. What was funny is he he can't come out because he's going to be seen less than a man. And how many times has he been shot? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not like he hasn't taken some lead. It's all toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's masculinity tied into the surface instead of what you actually do with it. You know, t- yeah. tied into what you look like and how you act, not about who you are. Yeah. Uh, MJ, which one was your favorite this season? Uh, I don't know. Probably toss up between the last couple episodes and then um, the S word, probably. Yeah, yeah, S word was really that. It was well done. Yeah, it was funny. Oh yeah, and like just it was it was good. it was it was pointing i mean I, the, I i liked that they had a a true story that it was based off mm-hmm. of um and and then change it up enough where it was it didn't you know it, you didn't lose sight of what originally happened as and then you kind of got another you know, humorous uh look at it mm-hmm. so yeah it, it was good i liked it and fred willard rest in peace great fucking guy <laughs> Like the, I don't think they could have gotten a better voice actor for that. Like not one that would be so believable and also like you you believe that they really did not mean it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, S word. Yeah, S word was. Yeah, for me that was great. What about things you're looking forward to in season three? I, you know what, I don't remember. Like, I remember season one or season two. I don't remember season three at all. So I'm just looking forward to. So it'll be like brand new. I'm looking forward to Dick riding mm-hmm. Obama. No, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Is uh, season three the one um, I like to do hood rat shit with my friends? Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in season three is the episode that made me want to do this podcast. So that's going to be a whole thing when we get to it, just so y'all know. Smoking, <laughs> smoking with cigarettes. Smoking with cigarettes. Uh, all right. Well, um, is there anything else that we need to pass on to people? Um, oh, uh, just a little side thing uh, that came out this week. Delroy Lindo is going to be oh, playing yeah. uh, Mr. Anansi in the... Anon, in, Mr. Nancy. Uh, in, 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 well, Anansi, Mr. Nancy, yes. Yes, he's uh, referred Anansi to as Mr. Voice. Nancy in this one. Yes. Though. Yeah. Which I'm super excited about because Delroy Lindo is a fucking amazing and Anansi Boys is probably my favorite Neil Gaiman uh, uh, A really good book, book yeah. And um, I've so far very much liked every adaption... I think that Gaiman has done. I'm trying to think now. I don't know. I mean, I I really liked American Gods, but I think that it could have been done better. And mm. then I got really upset yeah. and just stopped. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing. Uh, <laughs> but but the fact that they're doing Anansi Boys, which technically is a sort of sequel to that, because it's later in Anansi's life. Yeah. The end of a Nazi's life. But yeah. Anyway, we're talking nerd shit over here. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna pretend like I know what you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, so, Do you not no, know who Del yeah, Lindo is, is though? Yeah. Okay, okay. good, good. But I, like, I, I, so a Nazi is a, is an African wow. trickster god. Um, yes. Uh, the, also, uh, you never heard the spi- any, any the spider yeah, the the spider folk tales, um, African folk tales about a Nazi mm-hmm. the spider. If I, if I did, I can't. Yeah. Oh, oh man, those are super popular. When like yeah. with our generation, there was a whole like. A whole series of of um, these folk tales that got pushed out in America when in like the eighties. Yeah, if you get a chance, uh, the the uh, Anansi Boys great book. Uh, I loved it on Audible. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I will into that. Yeah, and Orla- or- Orlando Jones played him in American Gods. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Which oh, it was amazing. Amazing. Like I, I only really knew Orlando Jones as a comedic actor really yeah. before that. And I was hesitant when I heard that he would be playing this particular character, but he played it like so much better than I could have imagined. Yeah. And he still was fired for it because douchebag yeah. white people. That's how I heard about him when he did his interview. Because Anansi, Anansi is like black power. Like Anansi is like, I'm going to get all of the slaves to revolt and sink this fucking slave ship. And we might all die, but at least we won't live as slaves. Like that kind of a like rousing mm. speech. That's how Anansi came okay. to America. <laughs> yep. Nice. So. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Yep. All right. Any final thoughts? Any, anywhere anyone can catch you or anything like that? Um, same old, same old. Um, talking trash, and then uh, uh, what's what is yours? The I I just keep MJ no. the marijuana um, man. I can't think of what Mary Jane. Menage with Mary yeah. Jane. That's right. 
I knew there was another one. There's so many M's. There's so many M's. It's so many M's and it's late. It's late at night on a Tuesday now. (laughs) Now say disputed with Demond and Dean. Oh yeah. Disputed with Demond and Dean. At least I didn't say Diamond or Demon or what was the other one? Desmond. I said Desmond the other day. I'm like, fuck, why can't I get it right? I'm sorry, Demond. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. I, uh... Love, Love all you guys. Yeah. I'll see you soon. So much. Um, and um, wait, well, when what? is our next episode going to be? Are we going to be are, here in a week? Are, are, we, are we taking a week off uh, or or jumping right into episode one? Um, I am going camping. From Wednesday oh, to, yeah. Week off. So, <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. That's perfect. And get it, get it. All right. Is it me? Last, any last words? Okay. I think uh, it's Lindsay? me tonight. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a TR. No. Hi. Love you. All right. Bye. Love you. Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We'll see you back again in two weeks for season three. It's a black president, Huey, Fre- Huey Freeman. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is good times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.